Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. And due to other secretive pit commitments, I am not joined today by Bachelor Clues, but instead I'm joined by one of my favorite Bachelor and pop culture icons, the lovely Jess Ambrose of the Chatty Broads. Oh my God, what an intro. First of all, I'm <laughs> so happy to be here deep in the pit with you, one of my most favorite people. Oh my God, I'm so excited to have you here. I am thrilled, thrilled. Also, what a mysterious lead-in with what's going on with clues. Now I'm going to have to have questions for you after we record. It's not actually an exciting thing. I do not want to start any rumors. He is not getting a new tattoo. Despite anything Dark Seeker says, Clues is not getting a new tattoo. I'm going to keep believing he is getting a new tattoo, and I'm just going to picture this a large back piece, just a portrait <laughs> of Pilot Pete, PP, large, detailed, complex on his back. Well, it would be Nick Vial, probably, most likely he'd get on his back. That would be so <laughs> funny if, if after all of this Nick Vial talk, he got a giant back tattoo of Popeye. I feel <laughs> Like, there's nothing that he could do to betray Nick Vial more than getting a Popeye tattoo large on his back. Just to- I would want the Pilot Pete giant one. And then there's a little emotion box like they do on the show with just Sweet Nums' face in the bottom corner. Always watching over. I, there's so much you could do with a PP tattoo on the back. I mean, you could have his flight patterns, right? There's an airplane, a map. It's Ooh. him and the whole family. Jack's there. Kelly, Kelly's in the corner. Maybe we could cover her up if they end up breaking up. But we love Kelly. Jet and Jack, seven forty-seven fly. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. What you doing, Clues? Hop on it. Well, Clues, these are some ideas we think you should cover the tattoo you're currently not getting with this instead. Well, Jess, I am so thrilled to have you. You've been on the pod a couple times, but I believe this is your first recap. This is my first recap, and I am absolutely honored. I mean, I mean, a a big seat to fill with clues, but I am so excited to be doing it with you. And what an episode. I like that you have his honorary like fashion going on. You're dressed as a skeleton, you know. I'm trying to get that clues energy. I also just can't let go of Halloween right now. And I... (laughs) I just went to Halloween Horror Nights like a week ago, and I have to tell you the entire time I was there, all I kept thinking about was there needs to be a maze that is Bachelor in Paradise. You walk into the sand, you're traumatized by producers. Yeah. You have to decide, you have to be forced into committing, you know, one, one of the love levels immediately or else you're kicked out. I mean, this could be a perfect maze. Because it's true trauma. 
There's no bathrooms anywhere. <laughs> you can't pee, you can't poop. There's no fans. <laughs> Giant crabs are trying to just, you know, attack you constantly. Oh my God, the horror. I mean, we'll get into some of the creatures attacking the players this episode. It was. It was violent. It was so violent to the point that I was having a birds aren't real moment. Where I'm like, are these animatronic creatures? Are these animatronic bugs that are mating on Justin's back? I'm not 100% sure. Oh my <laughs> God. Bugs aren't real. Started by real. Jess Ambrose the day after Halloween. As you it should be. Your first. <laughs> now, let's get into what we came here for. Yes. And now, Pace Case proudly presents analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. We start with this promo. Jacob is going to be brushing Shanae's teeth. We're seeing Alex doesn't play to lose. We're seeing Serene and Brandon love level fours. We're seeing Eliza love triangle. Very exciting things that we're going to look forward to in this episode. We get our usual intro packages of everyone doing silly things in the sand. Jess, how are you feeling about those? Um, I was feeling mediocre about the the intro packages this season. Mm. I will say until we later see an intro package with Alex where he is performing a very intense belly flop, which I'm sure was painful after however many takes that that was. So we thank him for the use of his body and the pain he must have gone through to have to give us that intro package. I like that. An injury during it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we see Victoria Fuller having this girl chat. She's saying Alex and her match so well. This is something we've heard a lot. Mm-hmm. Brittany's like, that's huge. Shanae throws in an offer. Oh, yeah. Tell him to talk to me. I love that. Shanae is like, I'm talking to everyone. I'm dating everyone on this beach. I love this for her. Shanae is like, I'm dating everyone. In my opinion, everyone is giving me a feeling that I've never felt before with anyone else on this beach. <laughs> so let's try it with Alex. <laughs> you know, like she might not have ever felt that way before. That's the thing about it. People could criticize it, but that's the thing about feelings is with different people, you do get different feelings. So I feel like maybe she's just truly in in touch with the different emotions that she's receiving from the different individuals on the beach. I love it. Make it your own bachelorette season if you can. (laughs) Uh, We see Victoria saying that she's torn about Johnny. She wants things to be rainbows and butterflies, but you can't base life decisions off of emotions. And we start this cocktail party. Mm-hmm. This cocktail party had what I felt to be one of the strangest plays by production in attempt to cause havoc on the beach, a.k.a. the dirty room scandal. <laughs> I don't understand what they were attempting to do. Were they attempting to have, you know, some sort of riot that was caused I have a conspiracy town about this. Please. I feel like neither the OG girls nor the new girls are doing anything to the other person's stuff. The producers are going in. They're throwing the blush. I think they are fucking that shit up. I think they're carting ants in to 
try to get these two teams against each other. Not the ants. They're bringing the ants in from the wild into the showers. We also have... We also have a moment where uh, we hear Jasenia say, well, sure, there are a lot of other animals and bugs in the shower, but never ants. And I ask, what other, can you please name, aside from crabs, what other creatures are getting or making their way into your bathing quarters? I don't understand this, this emphasis on making it look like the shittiest place possible to live. How does that, it's Bachelor in Paradise. It's supposed to be glamorous. It's supposed to be luxurious. They've really just leaned into, I think it seems like, and maybe I'm off, but at least the first few seasons, they tried to have the facade that it was this very like luxe place for them to sleep and maybe hid the sleeping quarters a little more. And now they're just like, we're going to show you that we're going to do everything we can to break these players by putting them in stressful situations and not comfy quarters. But what you're saying, about the producers, obviously, is correct. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that you're instantly joining me in my conspiracy town. You're filling the Chad void very well. There's no question. (laughs) You say a conspiracy, I believe it. Bugs aren't real. The producers put in, they messed up the blush. They inserted the ants. But I do really believe it, truly. Because we even then see... The opposing sides, the, you know, the original women versus the new women having both of their takes saying it's the other people, the other women who are causing yeah. the, the, the dirtiness in the room. Um, and I did even see Serene post something on Twitter. <gasps> No. Yes. A parasocial play about it? A what was it? A parasocial play. And she said, she said, check out this video. And she posted a video of uh, that uh, a player took before the new women arrived of... Oh, was it Ashley Eyes? I believe it was Ashley Eyes. She, they took a video of the wardrobe area, the makeup area, and it was very clean. And so she's like, here's your evidence that it was clean beforehand. So I guess maybe maybe producers were onto something. This seems to be carrying out into uh, into the Twitterverse post the episode. I guess so. I, I mean, it's definitely a, a, a direction to go in <laughs> with your show about finding love with the hottest, greatest people in paradise. Okay. <laughs> like, are we going to villainize the messy people among us? Because I would be one of those. Lord knows I'm supposed to get in a bikini. I'm supposed to change my outfit four times a day, put makeup on while I'm dripping sweat and keep this clean. Like, I'm not a clean person. It's going to be a disaster. I'm going to do my best. But come on, cut me some slack. <laughs> are you licking armpits, though? <laughs> I have to say I have not reached that level of queendom Mm. yet, of which I did worship Florence for because it would have been rough for me to go into one of the twins pits. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The twins pits are not (laughs) what I was imagining if I was... Uh, picturing my time on the sand Your dream pit. not oh. really you know <laughs> that's not the pit you're in it's you're not in the- <laughs> you're in the game of roses pit <laughs> wrong pit okay <laughs> oh. we see genevieve and aaron talking aaron itms there's tension between the old girls and the new girls there's mm-hmm. some territorial jealousy going on here 
We see Jesenia and Florence discuss how the broom is messy. Then Jesenia and Wells. They say the people who work here say the room is the dirtiest they've ever seen it. So we're getting this like objective third parties example. Ah. Wells. (laughs) Wells just passing around the gossip. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wells. And Jesenia is reaching for her face wash and sees this trail of ants near her face wash. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And. Wells ITM's a battle of old girls and new girls. Classic greasers versus the socks. Is this what is this? <laughs> is this a grease reference? I am I'm unsure uh of which I've been uh unsure of most of Wells's ITMs this entire season. So if I'm being completely honest, didn't quite hear that line because I tend to tune out a little bit when I see him on the screen. No shade, Ooh, Wells. Roasted. But <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. Uh because, you know, it's just it's just the powers that be are just telling him what to say. Yeah. It doesn't I don't know what you're talking about. I loved his skit. You know, I can't lie. I, I I can't lie and tell you I did not enjoy. I haven't been enjoying it, but my notes have been sparse when Well speaks because I go, oh well, this is just this is production in my ear. I'm trying to trying to fish through Ooh, what's not. Oh, you're it's because you're a really a really smart watcher. Oh, really, I don't know uh, about that. It's because <laughs> people like yourself and Clues have taught me the correct ways to watch the show. <laughs> the correct ways. The only correct way. The one way. Uh, we see Eliza and Rodney checking with them. They're kissing. Mm-hmm. Serena and Brandon, they're kissing. We get their love level foring. We see Florence saying that she's struggling to find a connection, but Logan and Kate are together. Daniel and Alio and Jacob is hoping he'll get a rose from Florence, which we haven't seen them interact at all. He's just shooting a shot with everybody. It's like, yeah, oh, my BFF flow. We're good. (laughs) We then see Shanae and Jacob have this scene where Jacob brushes her teeth with charcoal toothpaste meant to... I guess, give Shanae a fool at it. And her black foaming mouth was my face play of the game. I don't know if she knew how much she was going for it. I don't know if she knew what it looked like, but she was going for it. And I appreciated that. I appreciated the commitment that both of these two apparently dental students really went for during this moment. (laughs) I was confused by the random flosser in Jacob's pocket. You know, I'm not sure how a... um, unprotected flosser going into a mouth is clean but you know who am i i have Mm. i have horrible dental hygiene so i'm probably not the person to discuss this yeah i'm like i saw it i was like maybe i should carry around flosses then i would floss i know i thought the same thing i'm like i never would have put them in my pocket because i thought well lint that's not clean right but i guess if they do it maybe i should too yeah i mean (laughs) And I'm, then I'm going to get into meditating like him. <laughs> this is their opportunity. I feel like Jacob is just a walking spawn con king right now. His opportunities are endless. He could be getting so many sponsor- sponsorships after the show. 
meditate, calm app. Lift. Li- ex- yes. Oh my God. Yes, Lizzie. Lift. <laughs> uh, the calm app. Any sort of crest dental, dental anything. Cra- any teeth thing. Really. Any teeth thing. His flowing mane. Some sort of open fit workout thing. It's not just, he's, it's endless for him. Oh my God, I love this. I, I think you should be Jacob's manager. I don't know if he would want that, but you can call me Jacob. <laughs> well, Clues has been volunteering to do this for Maddie Prue. He wants to start her, help her start her mega church. So. Oh, that, now that I am interested in. Okay, we got a second person interested in helping with the Pruitt Mega Church. Clues, let me in on this Clues. one. You know, let, me, the, in let me in on this one. Let me at it, baby. Jess is knocking for some reason now. Clues, let me in. Please, that tax exempt business. <laughs> well, we get some great colorful narrator work from Aaron Clancy. He is doing it all with the, he's carrying this season on his back with these he really is these phrases he's victoria's talking that big fool alex you know wolverine from x-men his biceps might be bigger than johnny's but that's cool but johnny's heart is bigger than his <laughs> <laughs> he's learning to love he really is he is he is a fantastic narrator this season on his bro shoulders he really is carrying it we see these kind of awkward conversations between Victoria and Johnny, but they seem to basically get back together in the end. Uh, Johnny love level ones, Victoria, Mm -hmm. Victoria love level ones, Johnny and gives him a very reassuring nuzzle. Oh yes. There was a nuzzle and there was no kiss between her and Alex Mm. noted. Noted. Mm, on the stats. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dark Lord Palmer tings. And I counted them because clues can't be here tonight. I believe <laughs> there were seven clues. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> Is there an average number of tings? Clues counts them. And he says that different amounts mean different things. Okay. That Dark Lord Harrison did a certain amount. Really, I, I don't want to speak on his behalf. This is his his pride and joy, <laughs> his ting count. <laughs> we wait for, for uh, Dark Lord Palmer to have six tings in a row, which summons in the apocalypse. <laughs> yes, I think there is definitely a certain ting arrangement mm-hmm. that will produce the Satan. Yeah, the four horsemen for sure. He would also be a great <laughs> host for this show, Satan. <laughs> I would definitely watch a show about like I could see that that being an animated show where Satan hosts a bachelor type show. I am. I mean, even just an occasional unzipping of the bodysuit from the host where it reveals Satan underneath uh, outside of human form. I'm fine with. (laughs) I think Dark Lord Palmer is actually an angel. Yes. Yes. I know you have. You enjoy our the 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 JP. I see. You're really taking up the whole clues mantle pretty hard here, Jess. <laughs> Noted. Listen, I can you shout out shout out to Dark Lord Palmer because you know I was in my own space and time talking some mad shit on him because I'm like, what is he doing during Bachelor in Paradise? We have not <sighs> seen him, but I have to say these past few episodes, he's really been showing off and showing up, and we do love it. I mean, were you talking shit after he spoke French? That I I was I was standing that man hard after that French. I saw people online saying what what and I'm like, oh my God. 
he is bringing out his French so well, tantalizing all of us. I was in. <laughs> I think he should do more of it. <laughs> Only French. I don't even care if it's good French. Uh, we get the rose ceremony. We get our solid couple, Serene, Brandon, Danielle D'Alio. We get Eliza to Rodney. We get Genevieve to Aaron. And they seem to be playing like wedding type music here. Yes. Did they play the wedding type music through the entire rose ceremony? I didn't notice. Or was it just during our main couple's? I don't know. I noticed it during Genevieve and Aaron, but the main couples, you know, they get to get a line in here. Serene saying, I don't want to be without you, Brandon, versus later. And some people don't even get a kiss. Um, We get Jacenia to Andrew, Britt to Tyler, Kate to Logan, Shanae to Jacob. And that means goodbye to Alex. And Victoria says, Johnny, accept this rose. Good or I'll kill you. So romantic. (laughs) And he's feeling like a king because he got the rose. He got the girl. Australian uh, Adam goes home when Flo chooses Alex. Oh, sorry. I said Alex went home, but he did not. Flo chose Alex to keep him around. Uh, She tweeted that they knew each other from a different Bachelor in Paradise thing as well. I am smitten kitten with this Bachelor crossover with the idea that they had exchanged friendship roses and that's being carried on into our... Yes! I love that. That's loyalty, baby. That is loyalty. But Johnny is not happy about that. Portion four... We see all the couples are in love, kissing. Tyler's going on a run with Brittany and... No, thank you. Love Tyler and Brittany so much. Don't ask me to do a run. That's gonna. I'm going to break up with you immediately. It's not where I thrive. No, no, no. I'll be by the bar with Wells. You can go on your run and come back and visit me anytime you want. But I'll be here. <laughs> Avoiding the ant shower and the running. <laughs> Oh, my God. I I wish I could see you play, Jess. Lizzie, I was thinking the other day about how you would be on the sand. About how I would be? Is that too too personal of a question to ask you? Will you tell me how you'd be on the sand? As my father would say, they'd have to put down tarps (laughs) for my crying. Not in the perverted way. I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Tarps, you say? Not even a towel, a tarp. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> oh, we love a big, we love a big cry. But yeah, I just, I really, you know, and that's why I think I give props to anybody who goes on these shows. And I don't tend to think anyone is really because I'm just like, this is a really hard thing that you're doing. Absolutely. I love to flex and say that I'd be able to handle myself, but Lord knows I'd be Mm -hmm. a hot mess. I'd make every single mistake. I would cry. I'd probably tell the lead I love them the first night and then be like, oh shit, what did I just do? (laughs) That did not go the way I expected. I don't love them. Why am I saying this? Unnecessarily start fights with other people just because I was stressed. They might keep you in, though. I could see getting a producer rose for doing that. (laughs) I do think that I could get the producers to like me. I'd be like, anything you want, I will do. Sure. (laughs) Just keep me on. Just let me sleep. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Let me sleep and keep me on and I'll 
I'll throw whatever you want in the pool. I'd be so well rested, but honestly, it would probably be a terror on the sand due to producer push for hours of sleep. Mm. No, there was a night one, a female night one player who broke down in tears and like cried in the corner on night one on one season. And that's how I often anticipate what my (laughs) night one would look like. (laughs) I think we should put together some sort of concept where people who simply uh, narrate reality television Mm -hmm. like our shows do and different vloggers. Oh my God, I'd be an amazing colorful narrator. (laughs) Put them into a house, a Big Brother style house together and see how us who narrate would actually be on a show all together reality tv style all narrators all narrators the podcasters the vloggers the bloggers everyone together who's never been on the shows before but have a lot of opinions about the shows all together (laughs) let's put us just put us together i think people would honestly watch that i think this is like our second sellable show of this i think so too i'm in sign me up (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh We see Donnie say Alex has to stay in his lane. Very uh, bachelor phrase right there. Stay in your lane. Yes. Can it be? Yes. Pulling from the greats. Pulling from the greats. Exactly. (laughs) Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. We get the first date card. Victoria Fuller. Are you ready to fall in love? Mm -hmm. And she picks Johnny. He picks her up. She changes, gets black boxed, and he comes out in his date outfit. <laughs> says he feels like a nervous ass school kid on a first date. And Alex does this ITM. Statistically speaking, only two of these couples will last. They're not a good match on the numbers alone. <laughs> we got, he's, he's pulling from that. No, he's not. I'm like, he's pulling straight from our God Bachelor data over here, giving us the yeah. actual stats of the show. It's like, well. He's not wrong at all. And so it seems like potentially Alex might be um, quietly waiting in the wings, though I know we only have a few episodes remaining. You never know if he could pull a final move. Yeah, especially when you're capable of a belly flop. (laughs) An impressive belly flop. (laughs) If you can do a good belly flop, imagine how you are in love. Imagine your body is so hard you can do the most impressive belly flop. Absolutely. Anyway, there is a man playing the drum shirtless in front of a fire. This man was named Raul. And this spirit guide on Victoria Fuller and Johnny's date was my Jorge 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 Moreno. Bystander of the week. Yes, same and same. I was this Perfect. was this our only? Well, there were a few producers. Yes, but not really. And there was the person who gives him the. <laughs> God, this is a min- I'm minutia alarming myself, <laughs> but this person brings them the the embers <laughs> and he puts it with the deer horns on the fire. Pace case, this is why you're a professional. <laughs> this is why you're a goddamn professional. <laughs> Bravo. Jess, I have a problem. 
<laughs> you call it a problem. I just call it truly a gift. <laughs> truly a gift. Thank you. I'll be in your dynamic duo in our, you know, our reality show we go on together. Oh, you and I, 1000%. We got this. <laughs> uh, Raul is basically having them light these candles. He's saying, this is the moment to say your fears. Victoria Fuller, love level ones. Johnny plays some walls, says every time he gets close to someone, they disappear. So he's fearful he's not good enough for her. Mm. He wants to be that person for her. And it's hard to open up and be vulnerable. And she's like, I think you're there. And Raul get, has them take this blessing with the steam, with the tree antlers, etc. <laughs> <laughs> And we cut back to Tyler and Logan having a guy chat. Tyler says she's bringing out the best Johnny we've ever seen. All time Johnny. All time Johnny. All time Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great podcast title. That is. Or his future album. I know that he dabbles in music, as they've mentioned and we've seen in his rap. And they did also, they also mentioned. He's a rapper? Well, he did do the intro, The Toes in the Sand. His, his famous, infamous, whatever you'd like to call it, Toes in the Sand intro on this season of Bachelor in Paradise. And also they mentioned that he might put aside his guitar and uh, take care of the kids <sighs> instead. So I'm asking... Oh, wow. I'm asking yes. for a uh, for a ABC Bachelor affiliate album where Johnny plays us the greatest hits called All Time Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All Time Johnny. That is the first song I want to see on Listen to Your Heart season two. <laughs> oh my God, Listen to Your Heart season two. I really do want them to do a season two, but with Bachelor <laughs> players, you I know? Forgot. You forgot. Jess clearly forgot Listen to Your Heart ever existed. And now she's crying. <laughs> oh my God, what a time to be alive that we all experienced that together. What a gift. It was like, it was such a traumatic time. Oh, it was a, it was a traumatic time. It was a fever dream. Oh, wow. No. Fever, yeah, I think we all collectively dreamt it. It didn't actually happen. You know, sometimes I love some of the players on Listen to Your Heart, but now that I think about it, I think maybe I did dream all of them. Is Danny Padilla real? I don't know. <laughs> Is he real? Shout out Ryan Neal. He was my king. <laughs> Ooh, shoot your shot, Jess. God, you know, I'm doing it right now. Right now. Well, uh, Tyler and Logan do this uh, <laughs> little bit about Johnny getting a Costco card. Joking, he's not ready to settle down and have a family like Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on the date, he says he pushes people away, but I'm falling in love with you. Love level three. And yes. And Victoria, love level threes him back. And they make out in the hot tub. Things seem to be going well for good time, Johnny. Yes. Wait, what was it? All, All time, time Johnny. All time, time Johnny, Johnny is told by Victoria Fuller that he, in fact, actually checks all of her boxes. That he's so that whole box storyline was bullshit. I'm unsure of the box story. I'm unsure of the box storyline. Also, maybe there's a lot of boxes, and maybe Alex checked some of them. Johnny checked the others. Spoiler <laughs> coming right here for one minute, and. <laughs> And Greg Grippo checks all of the rest of them. <laughs> Just needed one minute on this. I, I can't get over it. <laughs> I cannot get over it. 
like I said, we haven't talked about this on Chatty Broads because I'm like, is this a spoiler? I suppose so, I because you find out then that she's, I guess, not with anybody from the sand. I am in shock. I am dismayed. And when I tell you that I am... I was a little hesitant about the idea of two live finales back to back because we have on our final okay. week, on our final week of this season, we have two two hour live finales, four hours, four hours of a live finale. And I thought, yeah. what in God's name? I mean, what are they going to cover? I mean, there's a lot to cover, but this this has to be a main main piece that will be covered and we will find out all the answers that I am just oh. dying to find out. Okay. We do need four hours. Then. We need four hours. I want, I want four hours just on this. <laughs> and spoiler. Sorry guys. It just, sometimes you have to get it out of your system. Sometimes you just have to shout from the rooftops, scream from the bottom of the pit. <sighs> we get portion six. Oh my gosh. We're we're still in the first episode. Oh gosh! Okay, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna. We get a resurrection from Justin Glaze. DLP is surprised, um, and he is loading this all eggs one basket for Eliza. Wow! 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 My play of the game was Justin returning. Ooh, love that! Absolutely, absolutely love Rodney. Love Eliza, love Justin, want them all to be happy. This was the right choice for Justin to come back because even though it's causing chaos, it is giving us the reality TV that we are looking for with all of these happy couples getting towards the end. And one of our favorite players who didn't find love is now showing up for a specific beloved Eliza. Woo. I love it. It means... The opportunities are endless. And even when you get kicked off, there could still be a chance if you are negotiating as well as Justin Glaze did. Yes. Very strong. I would say one of the runners up for my play of the game. Not my play of the game quite yet, Ooh. but I loved it. And he really does it pretty successfully. Get, it seems to break up a couple that is solid. Had been solid. Yes. Yes, he does. He gets this date card and she basically says that she is open to the date. And Kate says that takes some balls to come back and ask a girl out who your friend is involved with. And I was like, wait. The irony of it all. <laughs> the irony. God, that's why I love this show so much. The constant irony yes. of this show. You know, they were just like, let's put this one in. <laughs> let's add this in. Portion seven, we get... A DLP casting card. Tired of being bothered and hot and prefer to be hot and bothered? Sign up for The Bachelor. Hmm. JP, my goodness. <laughs> JP. Va va boom. <laughs> sure. We see a bunch of people talk about how this is not cool for Rodney. We see Genevieve explain like what happened with them, the drama, and Aaron storms off and she's like, he's mad at me. And a slight slamming of the cup, a slight slamming of the cup, a slamming of the cup. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love a walk off. You know, I, like if I was designing my, as Clues calls it, the boomerang strategy in paradise, you link Ooh. up, but then you just like 
go off and like these dramatic like walk off fights yes. and stuff like that's what you want absolutely sparks at the beach and wow Aaron and Genevieve are both fantastic with the walk off <laughs> absolutely fantastic yes. any opportunity either of them can get to just walk off at any of the slightest disagreement the mm-hmm. drama <laughs> we love it the cameraman chasing them down cinematic masterpiece oh. <laughs> yes I felt like one of them might get away at one point. It might be a, a Colton Underwood situation. They're like, did it be like the cameraman? Like, can they barely keep up? I was truly bewildered that she ended up once we get to the end that they did catch up with her. I thought I thought she was a goner. I thought it was the final walk off. I'm sorry. It was not a real walk off. No. It turns out no. uh, we get this little fight between them. They end up apologizing. And she's basically like, everyone sees how much I like him except for him. Because uh, he interpreted something that she said about Justin to mean a negative about him. Yes. The beginning of these two's ongoing arguments, which I'm assuming there has been multiple arguments leading up to this. Um And a lot of information. I feel like it was at this point that we start getting the different cast members uh, making comments about how their relationship is nothing if not tumultuous. Sexy and fighting. Sexy and fighting. Yes. Mm -hmm. They definitely emphasized that aspect of the couple. Um, We see Wells narrating that Eliza's now going to tell Rodney about the date and uh, Eliza and Rodney have this conversation, which in this conversation and Aaron and Genevieve's, I just want to put a mediator there. I'm just like, I just wish I could put a third person there to take in what each person is saying and translate it. (laughs) It is so this is, I mean, the beauty of the show, but also so challenging to watch sometimes because talked about it on our podcast, but I really do really enjoy so many of the people on the beach this year. And so many people that producers are attempting to villainize who are simply different people having different forms of communication. And if there is not a, a verbal agreement in place that you are an exclusive couple. It is people exploring the sand as they should. And I feel like in these two episodes, it was situation after situation of people of production, potentially attempting to villainize certain people who are so far from villainous just because they're exploring and, or have different forms of communication or are, you know, saying two different things and just kind of misunderstanding each other, which I felt like with Rodney and Eliza, this was a a perfect example of two people who were trying to be loved and show love and they just had different ways of, of doing it at the moment. It's tough. Yeah, I definitely... For me, I could identify with Rodney a lot stronger during this. And I was like, Eliza, for me, say Eliza saying that she wants the guy to give her this ultimatum. I mean, maybe it was a way to get on this date, but it just doesn't seem I for me, it seemed like a healthy way of expressing it to be like, if you want to go like I, I would not stop you like you 
need to go as opposed to like a controlling thing. But. I think that Rodney absolutely, you know, he, like he said, he was attempting to uh, not be selfish and be mature and say, it's far from my place to tell you what to not do and who didn't to, to not go out on a date with. Um, I feel like the moment that kind of was the nail in the coffin for the two of them was when she said, well, I, I wish that you would tell me not to. And then he, and then he doubled down, which again, fully understand from his perspective because he's being gracious and, and open and wanting what's best for her. Um, but then from her perspective saying, well, I'm telling you that this is what I want to hear. Oh, Oh, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted, I wanted a mediator, but um, I would love to take that role on Lord knows. I don't think I'd be good at it. I'd be way too emotional. <laughs> send, <Justin. laughs> send me in as mediator, please. ABC to deescalate. That, I mean, it's not what they want. <laughs> Help me deescalate. I promise I'll make it worse. <laughs> okay. I'm way too emotional. I'll take sides. 1000%. Send me in. Put me in, coach. Put me in. (laughs) I'll take sides and cry. Is that what you're looking for? (laughs) Is that what you're looking for for a mediator? (laughs) Yeah, I always I always feel like like being a therapist or a psychologist would be a fun career, but I'm like, I do think I would cry too much. (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. I have mass respect for all the therapists and the psychologists out there. I would just be burying my head in a pillow, sobbing the entire time. Too much pressure. All the human emotion. <laughs> um, portion nine. We get the sad ponder by Rodney. Oh. Alio's explaining she was hoping he would put that ultimatum down. We I see Danielle Maltby's Chiron is heart of gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a grocery store edit right there. Heart yes. of gold. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Love, love her. That was a powerful statement. Heart of gold. Yeah. Sometimes they just put like old man. (laughs) Can you imagine being the player who gets old man edit compared to the player who gets old man, Chris, old man, Chris, Chris Bukowski. I think you got that at some point. Mine would just be emotional bitch. (laughs) And there's the heart of gold. Emotional bitch. Why is she here? (laughs) We see Genevieve and Aaron have this conversation and Genevieve is like, I'm sorry for saying something that didn't show how I truly feel and made you question it. No one has made me feel the way you feel. He says that he wasn't feeling good. And I wanted to know eventually you'll fall in love with me for me, not because I'm the guy who made you feel good and he made you feel bad. Uh, and he says, I wanted to be special to you. And Aaron Clancy produces tears. This was almost my play of the game. Wow. What a what a dramatic, incredible moment. Never in my wildest dreams did I believe that in a season of Bachelor in Paradise that Aaron Clancy would be producing tears and expressing himself in this way. And it is a quick window. It is a quick window. Uh, He says he wants to be seen and understood. And it's a beautiful moment. He's producing tears. She hugs him and then he pulls away in about five seconds and says, he's okay. He's okay. But we got that moment, that beautiful, beautiful window. I adored it. I loved it. 
I, I would say this is kind of the precursor to my play of the game. Um, Aaron Clancy's blowing me away in paradise. I love this, this kind of redemption arc of a, of a frat bro that we seem to be watching. Yes. Yes. And we see Genevieve load love level three for Clancy. Yes. <laughs> Get married. <laughs> Get married. <laughs> Give us what we want. Get married. We'll mediate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this little moment between Brandon and Rodney. Brandon, I know that Rodney smile, but I can still see the pain. Oh. He's a poet. Oh, a poet. He tells him that if he was a woman, he would fall into Rodney's arms. And Rodney says he knows because Rodney knows what a gem he is. And we love to see someone who has self love. Absolutely. A beautiful friendship. Uh, A different version of what we've seen with Aaron and James in past seasons. Um, But definitely the friendship on the sand. The beautiful friendship on the sand this season. We cut back to this conversation between Justin and Eliza on the date. And they talk about people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Justin says you have to make yourself happy. Eliza likes that he's intentional and direct. And a bug lands on Justin, interrupting their 4TRR conversation. Two giant bugs, and they were my... (laughs) Creature of the week. Love a bug stealing this this very dramatic scene where they might be about to kiss. Very dramatic. And you say bugs. I say tiny cameras (laughs) on tiny robots in disguise. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. We got robots in here. (laughs) Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank you, Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. 
I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. I'm half expecting you to shuffle a deck of cards. <laughs> I'm just going to disappear. I'll just throw up and I'll just disappear into smoke. <laughs> there were some camera angles at, uh, throughout this episode that made me think that there might have been tiny uh, cameras attached to bugs. There was a certain moment when a conversation in our next episode with Justin and Andrew and Michael where the camera got so close into Michael and Andrew's face on an odd angle. It might have been it might have been on one of these bugs aren't real uh, camera robot hovercrafts is all I'm saying. I feel like that technology has to exist. It absolutely does. I've seen it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more facts needed. Just saw it on YouTube. <laughs> Will ABC front the cash for this? Unsure. Yes. How did they do it? <laughs> but it could just be a passion po project of Mike Fleiss. So who knows? Mm. We, I love this conversation about where Brandon is pumping Rodney up, but we cut back to the date and the bug moment has passed and they, Justin is saying everything happens for a reason. Eliza wants to be pursued. We cut back to the beach fire. Rodney saying my potential fiance. And then we cut back to fireworks on the date. 
they want this makeout to happen and it does does wow it does now i have a question for you as an expert of this game have you noticed that the creatures of the week um specifically the bug interruptions during dates bring on a sense of adrenaline that does inspire people to get closer together i would believe that okay That makes sense to me. That whole bridge study. Yeah. I think a lot of the dates they they do in order to spike adrenaline. And so in some way. And so producers are just thrilled when a spider or a bug happens to interrupt. That's why they bring the boxes away. <laughs> and that's why they bring in the creatures. Look, on I saw it own. on YouTube. Okay. I saw it in the deleted scenes of Matt James's season. They <laughs> force them to touch bugs. Yes. <laughs> they release the bugs. <laughs> Uh, we intercut this sadness of Rodney with the making out of Justin and Eliza over fireworks. And that wraps our first episode. Wow. What an episode. (laughs) We get episode 11. This one. Look, I thought both these episodes were good. I loved this one. This was a fantastic. This was a a top tier episode. Yes. Top tier. It was like. Mm, like a soap opera yes it was juicy i couldn't look away it was hard for (laughs) me actually to take notes during this because i really was caught up in the moment i was finding myself missing moments of note taking because i was enraptured by the heartache and i truly felt it like i said i'm really struggling watching this (laughs) justin eliza rodney situation because i do truly love all three of them as a viewer Mm. and i am caught up I am caught up. That's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're emotionally engaged. Which I am. Is sometimes, can sometimes be hard to do <laughs> when you're not uh, into the characters. <laughs> when you're taking notes. When you're taking the notes. But when you are the emotional bitch, <laughs> you can continue to get caught up. <laughs> yeah, you just dry up your tarp and you keep plugging ahead. <laughs> just from tears. Shake up the tear tarp. <laughs> We get this group convo about this theoretical paradise high. And they say, Drew is the coach. No, Dark Lord Palmer is the coach. Rodney is the school president. Logan is the school drug dealer. Which, um, I'm sorry. Have we been given a hint of anything more in our entire lives on this show? We have seen... <gasps> no, I didn't even think of that. All I could think about was the whole... COVID situation. Why is he the drug dealer at school? Yeah. Why wasn't he the COVID kid instead? The thing that we know is a fact. And we see Logan staring off into the (sighs) abyss quite often on this beach. And I always wonder, where (laughs) is that sweet, sweet leaf? (laughs) And we are given the gift of finding out that indeed Logan is our little stoner. They're like, Logan was the high school drug dealer who used to sneak out late at night, even though all the teachers would always be trying to run after him. And then he got COVID while getting that sweet leaf, but in high school. And then they took him directly to the principal's office where he got a scolding and was removed from the school due to the sweet, sweet leaf. Well, the principal, oh my God. We did it. 
We solved it. It's Thank God. <laughs> I haven't been able to sleep. Finally been put to rest. The Logan COVID story. We now know ground zero. <laughs> I know. Wow. It's amazing the breakthroughs that we can have if we just have clues going and getting back tattoos. Honestly, if we're really working together and I can't wait to hear his input on this paradise high because, you know, when I was uh, hearing this part of the episode, I immediately thought of you in clues. I thought, oh, my goodness, this is just as two prolific writers. I'm like, please give us the gift of now this third show that will be, in fact, Paradise High, the cartoon version. Oh, my God. I mean, Clues already started writing it for the people that are <laughs> DLP is talking about in the casting cards. <laughs> the comic book store fuckboy, the guy who lives in a van down by the river, <laughs> the lady who's the cat. They're all in his mind already. The show exists. <laughs> They're all part of Paradise High. And really, truly, we all are part of Paradise High, are we not? Even if we're a rival school. Oh, my school. God. Yeah, we're the I ones know. who, like, talk about all of these people that have these big personalities. We have to be the gossipy goth kids or something like that. <laughs> it's part of the whole deal, you know. The gossipy goss. I mean, you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so funny. Uh, Shanae is the cheerleader captain. A Tisdale type, they say. Danielle is the nurse. Yes. Uh, Brandon is the, and Serena, the sweetheart couple. Flo is the foreign exchange student. It really struck me. Wow, these so ones. creative. <laughs> uh, and they say, who's the bad kid of school? And then we get Hayden. He's back. He is number X on sand I have here. I will follow up with that fact when I check the numbers. But Aiden is here trying to perhaps redeem his villain edit. Yes, it seems quite clear. <laughs> it seems quite clear that there is a purpose uh, coming to redeem the villain edit. Uh, in my humble opinion, when he um, we get a glimpse when he immediately pulls Shanae, whom he would know to be the villain of her season first and asks her what her goal is on the sand. First question, mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, Shanae responds about meeting a person and falling in love, but we would both imagine that it is uh, for both a redeeming edit from the villainous edit that they had come to before. Yes. She asks about his core values and he answers Rambo. And by the way, they do a flashback <laughs> to Hayden calling Gabby rough around the edges. Yes. The producers really gave all of us, all of us the reminders with Hayden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They remind of that, but they don't. I mean, there's just not to defend it, but there is no context that he was repeating a thing they had talked about. No. Shanae ITMs that he's obsessed with his golden retriever and not her type. Tyler describes Hayden's tough exit to everyone and then says that Hayden spent 80 grand on surgeries for Rambo, his golden retriever. Which was definitely a moment of though I was um, not a fan of Hayden's actions on camera during Rachel and Gabby's season. A moment where I know many people from uh, the 
the nation had been saying, you don't care about your animal. Why would you leave? And I think that was a moment that we saw indeed this man has put everything into his beloved, his beloved pet. That is for sure. I mean, they they kind of vilify that as well in here, but... Which was jarring to me, to be completely yeah. honest. I thought this is someone who deeply cares about their sweet animal as an animal owner myself, who mm-hmm. absolutely adores all of my babies. I don't know why... Someone who's never known a golden retriever, I guess. Exactly. They're worth a million dollars. They're worth everything in the world, those sweet babies. So I don't know why that was vilified. Innocent babies and there, I will not have any Rambo roasting. No, absolutely not. And that was so beyond unnecessary and very confusing to me why someone's love for their animal would be vilified in that way. Well, I feel like they did it because they are trying to do it with every shot of this man in yes. this franchise. Yes, indeed. Uh, Kate tells him he should shoot his shot. She's not overwhelmed with sparks, but and he's had mixed reviews, but she wants to see how Logan reacts. <laughs> so, hate <laughs> Logan simultaneously is defending Hayden around the bonfire mm-hmm. to everyone saying that he's not a bad guy. He made a uh, unfortunate choice, uh, but that he is not a bad guy. Logan, you know, also knows what it is like to have a villain edit. Mm-hmm. We see Hayden publicly ask Kate on this date. Um, she says yes, then pulls Logan and he says, you deserve to explore and do paradise. And she's like, are you serious? And she just does the same ITM. He's not fighting asleep at the wheel. Uh, every girl wants the guy to be like, absolutely not. He failed the test. I'm just like, I don't feel that way. <laughs> everyone on this episode absolutely wanted uh, everyone to say, do not go. I'm drawing mm-hmm. the line. You're not allowed on this date. You disallow it. <laughs> but I will say in this specific circumstance, um, I don't know if it was the sweet, sweet leaf or too many drinks, but Logan was absolutely hammered. And so <laughs> I believe that it wasn't my air of the game. But it got close because though I understand what all of the, you know, you need to be free to explore yourself. And I understand the concept of that he's been on the sand longer and I can't tell you no. uh, But the lackadaisical nature and the (laughs) potential intoxication (laughs) did make it a rough, rough moment. He's certainly a lackadaisical uh Yes. Colorful narrator. Sometimes when I, he is doing them, I'm just like, you couldn't have picked one of the. the this is this is the narration we're 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 going with. <laughs> and maybe it is a, a an overstep in the judgment. Maybe he was completely sober, but it sure seemed like this might have been not the moment to have the conversation. A conversation that was quite important in the dynamic of their relationship. Hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't say anything I, as a fellow slow talker. So, <laughs> oh, it definitely was not. <clears throat> that was not what I was picking up on. It was the slurring. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, though. I've been wrong many times before. <laughs> oh, my I, side note. I was watching Love is Blind season three. Oh, my gosh. OK. And when they do the reunion, everyone seems shit faced. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is like what Bachelor in Paradise like, used to be like. Oh, yeah. But I feel like they've done these alcohol rules, so you don't often see that. No, even though I will say the first episode of the season, people seemed a little toasty, for sure. Mm. 
I was wondering if the rules like changed back at the hotel with Shanae and Genevieve taking the shots, but I don't know. That's true. And then also we'll get there later on Shanae and Florence's date. They were throwing back quite a bit, of, quite a few shots, unless those were water. <laughs> Ooh, conspiracy town. Kate does not like how Logan was low energy, tells just any of that. And Kate ICMs, he didn't care if I lived or died. <laughs> we see this date between Kate and Hayden. There's a tequila screamer sign and they go zip lining. Yes. Kate ITMs, I'm going to give it the old college try. I'm thriving. He's panicking. I'm not turned on by his scared energy when Hayden is having trouble with the zip line. Yes, when he is overcoming what might be one of his greatest fears. <laughs> While someone is hanging him by his legs, zip lining quickly at high, high heights. <laughs> I did a zip line upside down and I also felt I was near death. <laughs> yes, I think all the blood would rush to my head and I would absolutely pass out. From the fear and from the overexertion. Uh, also, for myself, the face play of the game goes to Hayden this episode Ooh. when he says he is, uh, when Kate mentions that he looks like he is about to vomit. It is one of my favorite screen grabs from this episode. Yes. Love that. Love a close camera angle. We. <laughs> see it alio do another prediction he's this man is not good at relationship predictions he's like relationships get tested likely she's gonna come back to you after this i mean she does well i think she does but still it's always like there's nothing you have to worry about dude no. <laughs> michael is always completely wrong god bless him uh we see kate and hayden have champagne and they talk about what their what their edits were like, I guess. And Kate says, I felt for you in that moment. And Hayden says he has this golden retriever back home with this inoperable brain tumor. Oh, Rambo. For two years, it was expensive, six digits. But I'd spend every cent I have on him. And we get this ITM from Kate. This man paid six. Figure to get that dog an extra year. Um, that his priorities are misaligned. No. And we see him tell about his villain edit. I told Gabby she's rough around the edges. I've dated serious women. You're goofing all over the place. I said I called my ex hotter than both bachelorettes. Well, then here's where it really crumbles. (laughs) (laughs) Here's where we go a little off the rails a little out of pocket okay talking about sweet rambo who we all love and support um and Uh where exactly did you feel it went off the rails (laughs) i would imagine for me the moment of off the rails truly began um when he did uh tell kate that he called gabby um rough around the edges and did not pick up on the fact that gabby was not pleased with that comment understandably so uh and he continued with his narration instead of realizing that this probably isn't the direction that this conversation should be going very much doubled down um continuing to say that he called his ex hotter as you were saying before uh but he can't quite remember and she's like well probably not a great call um and then 
he decides to really swing for the fences and say that he believes that Rachel and Gabby were not there for the right reasons. Hayden saying that the previous two bachelorettes, Rachel Recchia and Gabby Windy, were 40, were 40 WR was my error, 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 error of the game. As it was mine. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. We're already mind melding. Just perfect. Oh, uh, just in sync, baby. <laughs> this is, they end the portion on this, this uh, solidification of a villain edit. And we get a casting card from Dark Lord Palmer. Find someone who loves you the way Hayden loves Rambo, which we just edited together to make it seem like it was crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, we see a group playing volleyball. I feel like they were like, actually, we should make Paradise look fun and did volleyball and the bonfire this episode. I was like, yeah, why Why is this not? More? Absolutely. It came out of nowhere. It really, truly came out of nowhere. There hasn't been, it, it has been very lackadaisical on the sand. This is the first celebration moment, really. <laughs> Is the mm-hmm. bonfire. We see Eliza and Justin, and Eliza issues and options open to Justin. And they talk about kind of about love languages. And Justin's like, I want to show you how I feel. Eliza says, You're gonna get in trouble. And Rodney's making this sad, sad face that they cut back to, which was if Shanae hadn't done the black toothpaste. This would have been my face. <laughs> oh, it was so sad. Also, Justin was, I noticed in this conversation on the daybed, stroking his ring finger, which I believe to be subliminal messaging as he was talking to Eliza. Ooh. A subconscious subliminal messaging that worked for me. It really worked oh, for wow. me. I would have oh, said wow. yes to a proposal. That he was going to propose. There was something there. He kept stroking it and I kept trying to see, was there a <laughs> ring there that he's moving up and down on his finger? It was nothing. He is married. He took off the <laughs> conspiracy town. <laughs> conspiracy town. Alternate family. Anyway, that's <laughs> not true. I'm just saying made up things. We see this. Oh God, this Rodney face is so sad. Uh, and we see Justin tell Alio and Andrew Spencer that it went well, and they kissed. Yes, Andrew is the one really asking the questions. You kiss her. Justin's like, yeah, under fireworks. And Andrew goes, oh, brutal. The appropriate response to a fireworks makeout. (laughs) Absolutely. And this then begins an interesting dynamic, I would imagine, outside of the actual game itself, where Andrew, who is quite good friends with Justin, um, does begin to verbalize that he though he loves Justin, that he is struggling with this pain for his other friend, Rodney. And again, Justin and Andrew are, you know, they are part of a a clique. They are always hanging out together. Um, And then somewhat later in the episode, we also hear Andrew say that Rodney is the right choice. Yes. And that Justin is like the pretty new thing the shiny new thing the shiny new thing yes and that but rodney is the right choice interesting potential dynamic outside of the game mm. hmm, drama Love <laughs> see how that plays out 
Rodney, meanwhile, is loading this all eggs, one basket for Eliza and says he's going to do a last ditch effort. In the next portion, he does. He plays that all eggs, one basket to Eliza and will says he'll do whatever she wants to prove it to her. And he's not going to look at anyone who walks down the steps. She's like, I gave you the opportunity. And he's like, you're my only focus. How can I show you? And she's like, you threw me off. I'm a little bit more guarded. And they hug. And we don't really see how how this has resolved. No, this is dramatic. It truly is. There's also then the conversation as well between Rodney and Justin, where they have a one-on-one and Rodney says that Eliza is all that he wants. And Justin says that she's the only reason that he's here, but that he doesn't want to put stress on Eliza. And Rodney says the damage is done. But we hear in the ITM that it seems that the damage he's referring to is him saying that he feels like he made the wrong decision, um, that he wasn't chose the unselfish thing to do, that he should have just gone with his heart and done what was selfish. I don't like this portrayal of like what he did. No, I don't either. They're making it like, oh, he hid his feelings and that was the problem. No, I do not think by any stretch of the imagination. And again, obviously... We're only given a certain amount of screen time to observe. Great to keep in mind. Maybe he wasn't uh, very verbally, like maybe they didn't have a lot of conversations. Maybe he wasn't as uh, affectionate as she was desiring. But as far as we can tell, the, the beach seems to believe that Rodney was very intentional and Rodney believes that he was as well. So um, no, this 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 narrative that they're giving him that he's now feeling like he made the wrong that he did the wrong thing um, is unfortunate. Maybe it wasn't the right thing for their specific relationship and what she wanted, but absolutely he did not do the wrong thing. He was trying to be gracious and mature and not selfish like he was saying before but well the beach agrees with you they stand rodney jen we get this bad music for justin and eliza making out as genevieve itm she's too good for justin he's arrogant i really hope she doesn't jeopardize it dun 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 now in that scene when they were making out my my personal conspiracy town is Ooh. that uh, the exact day bed, same clothes. I know it was same day, but the exact day bed. Um, I believe that that smooch was not after her conversation with Rodney. I believe that was probably <sighs> in the initial conversation when they were laying in that pos- exact position, having the conversation beforehand where she said, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. Wait, someone tweeted about their outfit. I think it was Genevieve. Genevieve was tweeting about um, in her ITMs when she continued to talk about Justin and people were like, you keep talking about him. And she was like, no, that was from the day before I was in the same bikini. But I did notice that Mm. Eliza and Justin's outfits, it was the same day, but they were on the same day bed having a conversation like they were in the scene earlier. And so to me... And then also we didn't see a moment where everyone's going, oh my God, look, there she is making out with Justin after she talked with Rodney. 
I believe the edit mm. makes it look like after her convo with Rodney that she went and made out with Justin. You have detective <laughs> eyes and capabilities. I, <laughs> I am flabbergasted <laughs> and that makes sense. They don't address it. And they don't address it. I, I've been bamboozled once again. <laughs> once again. I would imagine that they absolutely would address it. It also makes me think it might be a moment that production <laughs> think it might be a moment that production <laughs> is making us believe that her and Rodney are still unsure. Um, instead of, you know, if if next episode, I'll just say this: if next episode we see her and Rodney are coasting and she isn't really connecting with Justin. You'd say this is the production giving us a little bit of a cliffhanger of, oh, they had the the talk, but she's still kissing Justin. So that's my theory. I love this. I love this. It comes with a prediction. We're going to be able to know whether this is true next week. Oh, <laughs> just your genius. Oh, my goodness. I'm so flattered. Portion six. And I am... <laughs> Tricked again. It's just par for the course. I I get tricked. I've seen it a million times. It's all, I like I said. This is me with the emotion. I get so caught up with everyone who I love on this beach. I get so emotional about all of it. <laughs> need some need some tarps for Jess. <laughs> we see Jacob is sprinting mm-hmm. uh, along the sand. We see uh, yet another person summing up the love triangles, and we get. Two new entries to sand. Justin and Joey, the night one young twins, enter together in matching gray tank tops. Justin, of course, he's the one with the gold chain. Obviously. Joey, (laughs) silver chain. (laughs) I'm like, I can't see the chains, so how am I to know? So this means jack shit to us. Thank you very much. (laughs) I cannot decipher the the metals of your chain from this far. You think this is in 4K? Shows on ABC, sir. You think we're doing close-ups? You think they're going to pay for that? No. <laughs> oh, my God. They get this double date card. Jacob is ITMing. Oh, they definitely couldn't read Gabby and Rachel Recchia's minds, even though they're twins. Uh, Victoria. <laughs> Victoria is ITM here. <sighs> she is a chaotic chaotic queen a 10 ITMs every time I say twins I want to shake my chest and she shimmies and it is like it's perfect perfect. (laughs) it's absolutely perfect (laughs) if I wasn't watching live I would have rewound it a hundred (laughs) times play the game (laughs) the date card says (laughs) my play the game hasn't happened yet Double shot at love. The twins pull a bunch of different people. Victoria does this great fake out to Johnny. Sorry, I have to go on this date. And everyone makes jokes about their ages. While these people have been cast to date them, we are made to believe they are instantly fools. Young fools. Mm-hmm. Uh, a commentary as well. Uh, a lot of commentary from the individuals who are of the age of 26. Um, yeah. <laughs> the twins are 24. The The number gets mm-hmm. thrown around. It changes every comment that every contestant makes on the sand. They say 23. Yeah. And then two seconds later, the same contestant says 24. The twins are 24. And a lot of the commentary is coming from the Logans and the Jacobs who are 26. Just a thought. <laughs> I mean, 
you're a cougar if you're 26 years old on this show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is what we are meant to believe. Yes. Uh, Aaron, again, crushing this colorful narration. If Genevieve swerved me for one of those twins, I'd have to retire my man card. Oh my God. One of them is the size of a shit I took this morning. I believe this is a Happy Gilmore reference. Oh no, that's I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. I thought it was the same. I thought of the same reference. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for spreading that. <laughs> uh, Clancy says, I heard they shared their first girlfriend. No, I'm just starting a rumor. Uh, that was funny to me. Love that. <laughs> I love someone out just starting rumors. That's um, that's a fun character to play on the sand. Just completely <laughs> just rumors out of left field with no grounds. Yeah. Love that. Just uh, spread a little chaos. Yeah. Get those ratings up. Come on. Uh, Get the clips. One of the twins says they're from Italy, but they've never been to Italy. <laughs> Nor Europe. <laughs> Flow ITMs. They're old enough to go on a date and have a little fun. <laughs> and Shanae says they're they're very different. They have different smells. And they pick Flo and Shanae. <laughs> they have different smells. There's one is like a gold smell, one is silver. Yes. You can tell. Obviously. If you date a lot of guys with this this metallic necklace yes you know the way that that neck smells <laughs> it smells like claire's you douse it in your perfume once you start dating them this is just 101 creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé, 
And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) Group chat uh, says the 202 is more fun but less intimate. And people joke that it is a babysitting gig and the two on two is Wells bartending at a different bar. Yes. Uh, He says we're doing cantina games. Body shots. (laughs) Body shots. Shot skis. The human burritos. (laughs) There are limes on nips. (laughs) There are eggs in asses. Yes. There are pit licking. There is ground beef on pecs, on abs. Wait, there was ground beef? Oh, yeah. They make these human tacos and roll them. Finally, some food play. Last season of Bachelor in Paradise, the amount of food play was absolutely obscene. We've gotten no food play this season. Finally, thank the Bachelor gods. We have a little bit. Is it bip if there's no human tacos? I, I don't think so. And then maybe snakes. Exactly. Exactly. The only thing we've the only thing we've really gotten is like the human margarita when uh, Andrew and um, uh, when Andrew and Teddy. Oh, yeah. They got in that hot tub. a little spa jacuzzi time. And in, in it was in it was the, the, the life size margarita. That's really the only thing we've gotten. <laughs> There's been a little shrimp play. There's been 
uh, the Australian did that mustard play, you know, but it hasn't been the emphasis of a usual Bachelor in Paradise. I agree. Yes. To me, I, I, I don't I truly don't consider it food play unless it's lathered. My whole body is lathered. Essentially, <laughs> Evan and I will be retiring in our chambers later to do the human tacos. <laughs> oh, my God. This is Game of Roses after dark, baby. <laughs> the second half of <laughs> Jess and I recapping four hours of Bachelor of Paradise oh together. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it becomes rated R after a certain amount of time. Yes. Uh, they do a shot ski. I love this. Mm-hmm. And they all make out as well with their respective twins. Respect on this play. Yes. Yes. And the twins. I mean, absolutely. Joey took quite the initiative by immediately and very directly asking Shanae if she wants to continue this on the beach, which Janae or Shanae responds, yes, that she has butterflies. She also says that she hasn't had this deep of a connection with anyone. <laughs> I mean, look, Shanae is a pivoter and I respect the hell out of that. It's it is the sand and it is and it is the place to explore. And Shanae is exploring and we love seeing a contestant explore. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Shanae Sand. Like she has had her own bachelorette season. She really has. And apparently Joey might be her king. Just <laughs> Joey. Yes. Not Justin. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we see a young twin neon sand proposing at the end of this and if we don't i'm going to be extremely disappointed well and then that will mean that justin will also have to propose so because you know that's just part of the contract so he'll have to it'll have to work out with flow or someone (laughs) i want everyone who stays to a certain point for it to be like actually you all have to propose right now yeah it's definitely like a forced situation yeah. like either you get off or you propose or actually there's yeah. just like a certain amount of time put on a clock and if that once that hits you know once it hits midnight essentially everyone has to propose or else there's yes. a, sev- a severe consequence a <laughs> if you don't propose by midnight you're off then, but there has to also be a severe consequence because it just makes it a little more exciting. You are a human talk. <laughs> <laughs> we see Aaron swimming while Genevieve loads that she wants to find Aaron to love level three. Mm-hmm. And she says, We need to. She says to Roddy, we need to spend more time as a couple. We cut back to Aaron going, I think about rats in New York all the time, like getting bigger and like hunting for pigeons now. You don't want to hunt too high up the food chain. You don't eat egos, you eat chickens. Really love this philosophizer uh, play we're seeing Aaron do. Absolutely incredible. I was truly just picturing clues under the water, submerging out with a snorkel to participate in this conversation. It really, truly was lacking him there. <laughs> Every season of Bachelor, I think, has lacked clues true. in a pool with a snorkel. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, it could only be at night. <laughs> Bring clues in to talk about the rat evolution now. Give him a a snorkel. They should just throw in some wild cards. Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. We see 12 people on a bed, this infamous bed that has everyone on it. Everyone looks like they've 
been inhaling gas. (laughs) There's a gas leak. And Clancy makes this horrific mistake. He asked Johnny, do you want Sificos and pool? (laughs) Oh, no. This was close to my error of the game. Was Aaron prioritizing bro time? I feel like because Sificos and pool could be like... He could monetize that somehow. I True. feel like it can't be my error. Understandable. And you're right. You are correct. <laughs> That's an ad waiting to happen. Genevieve says that she wants to spend time with him. And he's like, I want to spend time with you. Don't make me feel weird for grabbing a beer and making me feel like I'm neglecting you. And then we see this fight escalate next to everyone. <laughs> everyone is still in the cuddle puddle uh, really having forced, forced into this confrontation, which is a very confusing, very explosive, uh, unexpected confrontation where Genevieve is quite calm, cool and collected. And Aaron is Aaron has is has had it, apparently. And he is <laughs> really swinging for the fences with this one. And uh, eventually the different players do slowly melt off melt off this large day bed. (laughs) (laughs) That is the perfect description. (laughs) Aaron also throws in uh, that Genevieve is gaslighting Aaron because she says, sorry, I wanted actually 10 minutes. People are (laughs) melting. He says, you're coming at me. She says, I'm explaining feelings. And Genevieve ITMs, I was trying to tell him I'm falling in love. Shouldn't have to ask for 10 minutes when there's an engagement at the end. You're forgetting it's not a bro vacation. <sighs> we see Clancy talks to Johnny who and is like, she says, I'm not spending enough one-on-one time. I don't deserve that. And he ITMs, you feel like you're falling in love, love level three, but it goes wrong. Oh, this soap opera going back and forth oh back and forth johnny's concerned he says this is the honeymoon stage it's a lot of arguing for the honeymoon (laughs) stage (laughs) i mean it is it's quite a lot but but that doesn't mean i'm not personally enjoying it (laughs) this is the soap opera that everyone is consuming and loving this this episode Victoria Fuller is playing the shoulder to cry on for Genevieve. And Genevieve's like, I wanted to love level three, but he says, I'm gaslighting him. And Victoria's like, it's your first fight. (laughs) And she's like, I want to go. And she's like, well, just talk it out before you decide. I need to be away from this fucking beach. Book my flight home. Wow. You should be always saying this, in my opinion, when you're in paradise. Absolutely. 100% hard agree. Book my flight constantly book my flight katie thurston style throw your clothes into your bag whenever it is so dramatic it's so good in fact do it even when you don't think you should when it makes no logical sense when everything is going absolutely perfectly there's no reason to not (laughs) throw that out there and threat leaving the or threaten leaving the beach do not not threaten to leave the beach after your time in San Francisco. <laughs> ne- what are you thinking? Never don't threaten to leave the beach. Never don't threaten to be. Always be threatening. <laughs> always be threatening. Always. <laughs> I am baffled by this moment where we see Genevieve then running from some of her 
best friends on the beach, like Victoria, running away, slamming the door. Of course, as we're watching this going, is she running away from one of her dear friends or is she running away from the cameras and the producers? Mm. Mm. I I mean, we talked about it earlier. I thought that she was actually going to get away from the cameras for a second. And that is... That is real drama when they don't want to be filmed anymore. Yes, she got close. And there was a moment, too, initially when she was talking to Victoria where she was off camera and it got close. It got close Mm -hmm. to having a private moment. They talk about Aaron using the word gaslighting. He doesn't know (laughs) what that means. He thinks it's a buzzword. He's stupid. (laughs) And we cut to him saying, she gaslights me. I can't hang with my friends. And this back and forth is like, it's just perfect television to me. Like, I loved it. We we see someone say, men are so stupid. We cut to Aaron say, she didn't, whatever. Look at this fatty rip current. Unbelievable. Johnny's like, yeah, the waves are sucking back. (laughs) Unbelievable. Him saying to Johnny, you know what? Love Victoria. She's here to help me. I bet she's going to help me fix this. Cut to Victoria being like, listen, give it one more try and then quit him if he doesn't figure it out. Just an unbelievable back and forth. Unbelievable. Ugh, I loved it. And this is why... Genevieve running away from the beach was my play, 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 play of the game. It was a tour de force. It created this very unique setting where Genevieve has all her bags and it looks like they're in the jungle. Like you're like, wait, this isn't a part of paradise we ever see. We're seeing like backdoor paradise in the jungle and like it was so dramatic it allowed Aaron to come back with his own play where he's asking her to stay and she's basically playing a make me stay here and Victoria's like she's leaving because of a miscommunication error (laughs) everyone is is affirming that they must be in love if they're fighting this much (laughs) we even see a bunch of producers at one point during this run and Ollie was like, I want them to be happy, but I'm not sure it's salvageable. And Aaron's like, what the fuck is going on? You're mad. I hesitated. I know exactly what you're thinking. You have your bags in the jungle path. Oh my God. His wordplay. His wordplay. It was all so good. Like you said, it gave the Colton and the fence. It also gave definitely a reminiscent moment of uh, numerous times in La Quinta where it felt like we had kind of these behind the scenes, strange moments that felt unlike anything we had seen before it gave me chills and I loved every second of it (laughs) (laughs) it was uh, it was like a a a two-person play that we're watching we see the shot of this orangutan we're seeing Aaron being like I want to spend time with friends like you never mentioned I didn't spend time with you and then there's things you've done that bother me and the first thing I've done you packed your bags you're on the jungle path (laughs) using this jungle path like he's just so funny <laughs> and he's like i know when the worst day of my life i wish i was back on this beach with you and my friends i want to wow. relax have fun and give you a kiss and play football with the boys what is happening this is horrible i pray you have a great life and then he's like you're not gonna threaten my happiness she's like i'm not asking you to she's, he says i'm not happy right now i'm sorry she cries he produces tears. Oh my God. Wow. 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 And then with our audience, 
our beautiful audience off to the side. Uh, a, a dynamic I don't feel like we've really ever seen like quite like that on our show before, where we have Eliza and Victoria in earshot distance where they can cheer them on and also be talking yes. about it. Yes, exactly. God, it's perfect. It's perfect. It really is. This and it leads into her being like, I was gonna love level three, wanted that conversation. He's like, that's a big thing. I'm falling in love with you too. He loved level three's back. And he says, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. And we get Victoria and Eliza screaming this cheers. Cheering almost preeminently before truly Genevieve can make a decision. If you do observe (laughs) Genevieve's face, she does not look happy or relieved yet. She looks a little bit in shock and still like she's trying to process a decision before she can really settle into a decision. uh, The decision is made for her by the (laughs) audience who is cheering, verbally cheering her on and sweep her away uh, back onto Uh, back onto the sand with the group and celebratory drinks. (laughs) If we get this series of ITMs about it, oh, Victoria, if they can fight like that and make up, maybe they're meant for each other because that shit is crazy. We get this Alio reference, Sid and Nancy. I don't actually know what this reference is. They do it on Big Brother also. Yes, Sid and Nancy. It's the common reference. Toxic. (laughs) They have these passionate makeout sessions and fighting. And Aaron, cheers to ups and downs and falling in love. Wow. I mean. It is a theater level performance. I was practically on my feet. I was almost shouting encore. I didn't want it to end. I wanted more follow up because it was that good. But I am happy they ended it where they did because it was a perfect way to end this episode. I agree. And you know what? It wasn't a cliffhanger quote, yes. quote, but it was a great ending of the episode and you feel good coming away from the episode. Yes. You're like, wow, that was crazy. That was fun. I want them to be a couple forever. That's how I felt after watching it. A thousand percent. I'm like, when's yeah. the wedding? Um, but, you know, we I think we normally tend to, uh, you know, even though we hate the cliffhanger, we love the cliffhanger because it makes us want to watch next week. But it was an interesting choice to end on a quote unquote happy mm-hmm. note um, with this. Uh, but the way that it was shot, I felt like I want to come back next week again. Yeah, I hope we see the Jungle Path uh, maker recurrence. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a date on the Jungle Path. <laughs> That's a great fucking idea, Jess. Thank you. A proposal on the Jungle Path. <laughs> this is why we need you there. <laughs> Propose on that jungle path. <laughs> jungle path proposal. Come on. Oh my God. You gotta. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Jess. Oh my goodness. I am so honored. I had so much fun with you. Can you believe we're doing these four hour recaps of Bachelor in Paradise and cheers to you and clues? I do not know how. You do all the note-taking and recording and data and all of that. Absolutely unbelievable (laughs) talents. We are all grateful for you. That is so sweet. I don't know how we do it either. I don't don't understand either. I'm crumbling. (laughs) (laughs) We do it. (laughs) But we do it. (laughs) 
it was truly a delight to have you on the show and to get your just your just the spicy spicy tea just the the juiciest nuggets and morsels and i so appreciate it uh, but i have one final question for you jess who was your mvp this was a tough one for me it was a tough one for me because I felt like there were a lot of MB- MVPs this episode, but I landed on Genevieve. Ooh. Genevieve was my MVP. MVP. Justin played the game coming in, but Genevieve, the narrator throughout this, the drama with Justin, with Eliza coming back, she was somehow, there was the piece of that following after Aaron starting these conversations, giving us that that exit, leaving the friends behind, changing her mind, coming back, giving us, even though it didn't give her face play of the episode, all the face play, always, all the drama, Genevieve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Genevieve was also my... M M M M V P For all of the reasons that you said, I gave her my play of the game for that make me stay that turned into them love level threeing in the jungle path. I thought this was maybe the best episode of the season and in a huge part because of Genevieve. And obviously it's two are tangoing there. Like I thought Aaron's play was outstanding as well and the production of tears by Aaron Clancy in this episode like multiple occurrences just a beautiful thing to see but Genevieve was (laughs) you know you're in a stable couple it's hard to make the drama without pursuing other people this is absolutely the way to do it (laughs) oh wow now that is the answer right there one thousand percent not the pursuit of other people, keeping it in house. <laughs> it's easier to control if you keep it in house. <laughs> wow, you are absolutely correct. And like, I don't know if her make me stay was intended to actually leave. It's unclear, but it was just, it was so good. And it felt very yes. real, but soap opery, et cetera. Yes. God, it was so good. It was so good. And I also realized that I never... You know, I know we're talking MVP here, which is the most important. But I also realized that I never said my creature, my creature of the what week. Was your creature? My creature of the week? The ants in the shower. Absolutely. <laughs> there, We saw an image of ants crawling up and down. I'm going to guess those were the shower ants. Those were my babies. <laughs> they definitely showed some bug footage that I was like, that seems like not the actual bugs they're talking about. But okay. <laughs> Like that is what a spider looks like. But they're the characters playing. They're the characters playing the bugs. So I'll give my creature of the week to those ants playing, (laughs) playing the ants in the shower. That is so funny. Wait, so what were all of your awards? You had Genevieve MVP. Yes. Play of the game. Play of the game. Justin coming back. Also, Justin's outfit on that date. Oh, my God. Play of the game. A 10. My air of the week was Hayden saying that Gabby and Rachel were not there for the right reasons. Bystander of the week, Raul, and face play Hayden on the date, on the zip line. Jess, cannot thank you enough for doing this with me. 
I, you know, I think you're one of the one of my favorite people in Bachelor Nation. Oh my and god! It was so exciting to get to do this with you. Feeling is so mutual, even though <laughs> it was a four hour. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> four hour thing to recap. I so appreciate it. So appreciate you, and also so appreciate all of the pit dwellers. Just the most fantastic group of people, part of the nation. Absolutely love the pit dwellers. So shout out. Shout out. What a community. Aw, thanks, Jess. I I mean, the Broad Squad is also an amazing community. I am love you, Broads. Very sad. <laughs> you know, Tally Broads is coming to a close, but where can people find you going forward? Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. We have a few episodes left of Chatty Broads as we wrap up Bachelor in Paradise. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at the bad mom with two D's. But I will be starting a podcast with my husband, Evan, who also has Chatty Bros on the Chatty Broads channel, who Pace Case and Clues have been so generous to come on and do an episode with them before. <laughs> they loved having you both on. Um, but Evan and I will be starting a podcast together. We'll be announcing oh the name of that very shortly. We're going to be doing dropping the the album cover um but we will be doing reality some reality tv Ooh, recaps yes. some relationship advice um we're gonna just be having having a good old married couple time over there and um it should be starting uh, a few weeks after chatty broads wraps so we will keep you updated i cannot wait i you two are both so funny oh my you're, gosh you're such a good good team and thank you I'm excited to see the has not been named uh, (laughs) podcast and listen to it and love it with all the pit dwellers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Jess for that fantastic game breakdown with me. I so appreciate it. And everybody should go check out Chatty Broads, the final episodes for just the end of an era and just a beautiful part of the Bachelor Nation world. Everyone should also check out HBO Lax, which is my new podcast, which is recapping HBO's best shows in mine and my co-host Catherine's opinion. It is at HBO Lax pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are currently breaking down the second season of The White Lotus. They have only aired one episode. And we broke down almost the entire first season of House of the Dragon as well. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you on Friday for this week in Bachelor Nation and Bachelor Clues. We'll be back for that one. It has been 7,527 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. 
Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 